Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. People v. Jose Perez decided March 26, 2020. Feynman Judge. We are called upon to determine whether defendant Jose Perez was properly assessed 30 points under Risk Factor 9 of the Sex Offender Registration Act SORA Risk Assessment Instrument for his prior New Jersey conviction for lewdness. Drawing from 2 our decision in North v. Board of Examiners of Sex Offenders of State of New York, we hold that defendant's prior New Jersey conviction is tantamount to endangering the welfare of a child under New York law. Thus, an assessment of 30 points under Risk Factor 9 was warranted, and defendant's adjudication as a Level 2 sex offender was correct. I. The purpose underlying SORA is to protect the public from sex offenders people v. Mingo. To that end, by legislative mandate, the New York Board of Examiners of Sex Offenders The Board has created specific guidelines and procedures designed to assess the risk that a sex offender will re-offend and the likely harm that would be inflicted upon the re-offense correction law section 168L 5, People v. Sincerbo, see Generally Sex Offender Registration Act, Risk Assessment Guidelines Commentary, 2006 Hereinafter Guidelines the legislature provided the board with broad authority to design the guidelines by basing them, among other things, on criminal history factors to be considered in determining risk, including the number, date, and nature of prior offenses Correction Law Section 168L 5 B E. In advance of a sex offender's release from prison, the board must complete a risk assessment instrument, assessing points based on the risk factors set forth in the guidelines, to recommend to the SORA court one of three statutorily prescribed levels of notification, level 1, 2, and 3 in ascending order of risk, based on an offender's calculated risk to reoffend people v. Francis, citing correction law section 168L 6. An offender's risk level designation typically corresponds to the total three number of points assigned for the 15 risk factors enumerated in the guidelines see guidelines at 3. The points system was designed to be objective yet individualized, eschewing per se rules see guidelines at 223. In keeping with this approach, if special circumstances are present, the board or court may depart from the presumptive risk level corresponding to the offender's total risk assessment points score see guidelines at 4, People v. Howard, citing People v. Gilotti, People v. Johnson. To that end, although the board must rely on clear and convincing evidence of the existence of a factor in order to assess points, it need not rely only on the crime of conviction that subjects a defendant to registration under SORA, but may derive evidence from, among other things, the sex offender's admissions, the victim's statements, the evaluative reports of the supervising probation officer, parole officer or corrections counselor, or any other reliable source guidelines at 5, see also Mingo, citing correction law section 168 N3. Risk Factor 9 of the Guidelines, which concerns the number and nature of prior crimes, provides that an offender must be assessed 30 points for, as relevant here, a prior conviction or adjudication for a misdemeanor sex crime, or endangering the welfare of a child, or any adjudication for a sex offense Guidelines at 13, see also Correction Law Section 168L 5 B E. The rationale for assessing points for criminal history is that it bears strongly on offenders' likelihood of sexual recidivism, particularly where their past includes violent crimes or sex offenses see guidelines at 13. 
with respect to endangering the welfare of a child, which is not a registrable sex offence under the correction law or one of the sex offences listed under section 130 of the penal law, the board assesses 30 points under risk factor 9 and presumptively treats such a conviction or adjudication as if it were a sex crime because it generally involves sexual misconduct, especially when it is part of a plea bargain disposition. See guidelines at 14. Sincerbo, see also mem from div of probation and correctional alternatives. Dated July 21, 1995, Bill Jacket, L. 1995, ch. 192. 2. In 1999, defendant was convicted in New Jersey for lewdness in the fourth degree, a felony offense, for which he was sentenced to two years probation CNJ Stat and Section 52C, 14-4 b. 1. The conduct underlying defendant's New Jersey conviction involved him removing the towel that he had been wearing in his home and exposing himself to the 12-year-old victim via the adjacent window. Defendant blew kisses at the victim, who was located in a nearby apartment, and subsequently exposed himself two more times to the victim, her brother, and her cousin, also through a window. The record also reflects that defendant fondled and stroked his penis in view of the victim to sexually gratify himself. In 2003, defendant was convicted by guilty plea in Florida of felony lewd or lascivious molestation of a 10-year-old girl and sentenced to nine years imprisonment see Florida Stat Section 800.04-5-A-B. Defendant admitted to the conduct underlying both of his New Jersey and Florida convictions. In November 2010, defendant was released from his Florida incarceration to the custody of New York authorities pursuant to a warrant issued in connection with the prosecution of two mid-1990s drug-related crimes. Defendant was thereafter sentenced in New York to prison. In advance of his conditional release from prison nearly two years later, defendant's risk level was assessed by the board because his Florida felony conviction was a registrable sex offense in Florida qualifying him for SORA registration in New York see Correction Law Section 168A.D.E. After producing a case summary and completing a risk assessment instrument, the board recommended that defendant be classified a level 2 sex offender based on a total risk assessment score of 85 points, including a 30-point assessment under risk factor 9 for his criminal history involving his prior New Jersey felony conviction for lewdness. At the Sora court hearing, defendant challenged the assessment of 30 points under risk factor 9, asserting that his New Jersey lewdness conviction was neither a registrable offense in New Jersey nor did the comparable offense under New York law. Public lewdness a misdemeanor subject defendant to Sora registration in New York see Penal Law Section 245.00 B.I. At the two-part hearing in the Sora court, the people asserted that they were requesting 30 points under risk factor 9 for a prior conviction for a sexual crime. The people maintained that defendant's prior conviction involved, among other things, conduct within the scope of the New York offense of endangering the welfare of a child, which the guidelines provide must receive an assessment of 30 points under risk factor 9. In doing so, the people relied on the board's risk assessment instrument for defendant and case summary prepared in connection therewith. Defendant's NYSID sheet containing his entire criminal record, including his prior New Jersey conviction for lewdness, New Jersey investigation and arrest reports for the New Jersey incident leading to defendant's conviction, including a narrative from an officer who responded to the incident, a certified copy of a transcript of an interview with the 12-year-old victim by a police lieutenant, an arrest warrant for defendant and defendant's sex offender details page with the New York Division of Criminal Justice Services, among other things. 
The people also noted that they had received and were relying upon the judgment and conviction for defendants' New Jersey offense from the Lyndhurst Police Department. Defense counsel, in turn, referred to the judgment produced by the people and, at one point, quoted from NJ Stat and Section 2C, 14-4 b 1, noting that document says that defendant did expose his intimate parts for purpose of arousing or gratifying the sexual desire of the actor under the circumstances where the actor knew or reasonably expected he was likely to be observed by a child who is less than 13 years of age. The Sora court adopted the board's recommendation. The court accepted the people's reasoning that the conduct underlying the conviction was considered sexual in nature and that the female complainant was 12 years of age at the time of the incident. The Sora court deemed irrelevant the proposition that defendant's New Jersey felony conviction would constitute a misdemeanor in New York. The appellate division affirmed but, unlike the Sora court, concluded that defendant's New Jersey conviction of lewdness in the fourth degree was a misdemeanor sex crime warranting 30 points under risk factor 9 of the guidelines. This court granted defendant leave 8 to appeal and we now affirm on different grounds. 3. The issue here arises from a gap in the guidelines and the correction law, which fail to specifically account for the impact of out-of-state convictions when considering the import of sex offenders' criminal history for purposes of evaluating their risk of reoffense. As relevant to this appeal, we must determine whether it was proper to assess defendant 30 points under risk factor 9 for his out-of-state lewdness conviction as a prior conviction or adjudication for endangering the welfare of a child under New York law. Initially, we need not defer to the board's construction of SORA where, as here, the question is one of pure statutory reading analysis, dependent only on accurate apprehension of legislative intent Francis, internal quotation marks and citation omitted. At a SORA hearing, the people must prove the facts to support a SORA risk-level classification by clear and convincing evidence People v. Howard, citing Correction Law Section 168N 3, and the court is not bound by the board's recommendations but, rather, must make its own determinations based on the evidence People v. Cook. Where the hearing court's findings, expressly made under the proper evidentiary standard, are affirmed by the appellate division, this court's review is limited to whether the decisions below are affected by an error of law or are otherwise not supported by the record people v. Lashway. A. At the outset, we must resolve whether reliance on the underlying conduct of a prior foreign conviction is appropriate as a matter of law for purposes of assessing points under risk factor 9 when conducting a SORA risk level determination. Under these circumstances, we hold that it is. Our analysis of the New Jersey conviction starts with North v. Board of Examiners of Sex Offenders of State of New York, wherein we considered whether the defendant was required to register as a sex offender as a result of his federal conviction for possession of child pornography. That question turned on the essential elements provision in SORA, which defines sex offense, in relevant part, as a conviction of an offense in any other jurisdiction which includes all of the essential elements of any registrable sex offense in New York listed in Section 168A of the Correction Law Correction Law Section 168A D.I. We concluded that, with respect to registrable offenses, the essential elements provision requires registration whenever an individual is convicted of criminal conduct in a foreign jurisdiction that, if committed in New York, would have amounted to a registrable New York offense North. 
Specifically, we determined that the board must compare the elements of the foreign offense with the analogous New York registrable offense to identify points of overlap and when the board finds that the two offenses cover the same conduct, the foreign conviction is the equivalent of the registrable New York offense for SORA purposes. In circumstances where the offenses overlap but the foreign 10 offense also criminalizes conduct not covered under the New York offense, the board must review the conduct underlying the foreign conviction to determine if that conduct is, in fact, within the scope of the New York offense. Hence, we expressly rejected the application of the strict equivalency standard used to determine whether a prior foreign conviction is a predicate conviction for purposes of mandatory enhanced recidivist sentencing pursuant to Article 70 of the Penal Law C. North. The strict equivalency standard permits the examination of only the elements of the crime that are the subject of the foreign conviction to determine whether that conviction corresponds to a New York felony C. People v. Munez. It does not involve a review of the allegations in the accusatory instrument unless the foreign crime describes several different acts, both misdemeanor and felony, as criminal see people v. Gonzalez. This is because, at bottom, the strict equivalency test protects from the imposition of a predicate felony offender sentence based on the mere accusations underlying the foreign conviction, allegations, of course, of which a defendant may not have been convicted people v. Helms, people v. Jurgens. In the SORA registration context, on the other hand, we reasoned that the strict equivalency standard was not the optimal vehicle to effectuate SORA's remedial purposes and it was thus appropriate to utilize a more flexible approach that allowed consideration of the underlying conduct of a foreign conviction in addition to comparing the essential elements of the foreign and New York offenses north. The analysis set forth in North is equally apt when considering, as here, how to assess points for a prior foreign conviction for purposes of determining the sex offender's risk to the community and concomitant level of notification to which the offender must conform. Significantly, as we concluded with respect to registrable offenses in North, the concerns underlying the application of the strict equivalency test are mitigated in the context of a civil SORA risk level determination. As we have noted on several occasions, SORA is not a penal statute and the registration is not a criminal sentence. Rather than imposing punishment for a past crime, SORA is a remedial statute intended to prevent future crime People v. Gravino, quoting North, People v. Wyndham, citing Doe v. Pataki. As opposed to the penal purposes of enhanced sentencing, the ultimate and paramount concern of the SORA risk level assessment is an accurate determination of the risk a sex offender poses to the public Mingo. Thus, SORA's remedial purposes underlie both the initial registration determination and the secondary risk assessment level determination bearing on the frequency of registration and degree of community notification required. For those reasons, assessing points under Risk Factor 9 for foreign convictions similarly warrants a less rigid approach to allow for an individualized determination that fully captures the offender's potential risk to the public. Examining, where necessary under the essential elements test, the underlying conduct of a foreign conviction to compare it to, for example, the New York offense of endangering the welfare of a child, an offense explicitly contemplated by the board as germane to an offender's risk of recidivism, effectuates the remedial purposes of SORA and adheres to the plain language of the correction law and the guidelines. 
Moreover, reliance on evidence of an offender's conduct underlying the foreign judgment of conviction is entirely consistent with the available information on which a SORA court may rely when making a risk-level determination, including relevant reliable hearsay evidence submitted by either party such as the board's case summary, an unsworn victim statement, or the sex offender's admissions correction law section 168N Mingo, see also People v. Diaz Accordingly, the board and courts should apply the North essential elements test when assessing whether, for SORA purposes, a foreign conviction is comparable to endangering the welfare of a child under New York law. b. Next, we must determine whether, applying the North essential elements test, defendant's New Jersey lewdness conviction is comparable to endangering the welfare of a child in New York, warranting the assessment of 30 points under risk factor 9 of the guidelines. Because defendant's New Jersey conviction is comparable to the New York 13 offense of endangering the welfare of a child, it was proper to assess defendant 30 points for his prior criminal history see Sincerbo. A comparison of the elements of defendant's New Jersey conviction and the endangering the welfare of a child offense in New York reflects considerable but not exact overlap. The New Jersey statute under which defendant was convicted criminalizes actors' exposure of their intimate parts for the purpose of arousing or gratifying their sexual desire under circumstances where they knew or reasonably expected they were likely to be observed by a child who was less than 13 years of age where the actor was at least four years older than the child NJ Stat N Section 2C, 14-4 B-1. New York's crime of endangering the welfare of a child forbids, as relevant here, a person to knowingly act in a manner likely to be injurious to the physical, mental or moral welfare of a child less than 17 years old Penal Law Section 260.101. Actual harm to the child need not result for liability under the endangering the welfare of a child statute to attach but rather the defendant must act in a manner which is likely to result in harm to the child, knowing of the likelihood of such harm coming to the child People v. Simmons. Comparing the statutes, the New Jersey statute's victim age threshold is narrower than that in the New York statute and is thus inclusive of the New York age threshold see North. Though both share a knowledge element, they are to different aspects of the crime. Unlike New Jersey public lewdness in the fourth degree criminalizing defendants exposure of his intimate parts for the purpose of arousing or gratifying his sexual desire while knowing or reasonably expecting a child would see NJ Stat N Section 2C, 14-4 B-1, endangering the welfare of a child under New York law criminalizes conduct likely to be injurious to the physical, mental or moral welfare of a child, an element not expressly present in the New Jersey lewdness offense Penal Law Section 2 160.101, see also State v. Hackett, commenting that, in the crime of endangering the welfare of children, the potential effect on the victim constitutes an additional factor not required for a lewdness prosecution. Because the offenses overlap but the New Jersey offense also criminalizes conduct that may not be covered under the New York offense, we may review the conduct underlying the foreign conviction to determine if that conduct is, in fact, within the scope of the New York offense North. Applying that analysis, we conclude that the conduct underlying defendant's New Jersey conviction was within the scope of the New York 15 offense of endangering the welfare of a child for purposes of assessing 30 points under risk factor 9. Here, it is undisputed that defendant knowingly exposed himself to the 12-year-old victim and made sexual and offensive gestures toward her and her teenage family members. 
The record similarly reflects that defendant understood that his actions as directed toward the victim were likely to be injurious to the physical, mental or moral welfare of a child Penal Law Section 260.101, see Simmons, Mingo. New York courts have emphasized the similarities between New York's lewdness and endangering the welfare of a child offenses and found that conduct akin to defendant's actions here constituted endangering the welfare of a child. In People v. Edelstein, for example, the appellate division upheld the defendant's convictions for both endangering the welfare of a child and public lewdness where, like here, the defendant stood naked in his doorway masturbating in full view of and while looking directly at a 10-year-old girl Similarly, in People v. Mori, the appellate division upheld a conviction for endangering the welfare of a child where the defendant masturbated in front of a 6-year-old child See also People v. Kolupa, the exposure of one's genitals to a 7-year-old is enough to constitute endangering the welfare of a child in New York, AFFD on other grounds. Insofar as the conduct underlying defendant's New Jersey conviction was within the scope of endangering the welfare of a child under New York law, the courts below did not err in assessing defendant 30 points under Risk Factor 9 when determining defendant's presumptive risk level. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be affirmed, without costs. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law.